Hello everyone, I'm Lisa and I'm really pleased to welcome you to the first ever Spring Chiro podcast. I'll be talking all things health and wellness related and ultimately I hope that what you learn will help improve your own health and therefore of course your happiness. It can all be a little bit overwhelming so I'm going to really break it all down into manageable parts for you. But first things first, in order to understand how to improve your health you really do need to understand what I mean by health. Many people think they are perfectly healthy, for example, if they don't have any disease that has been diagnosed. But certainly in the chiropractic world, we see optimal health as much more than that. In fact, we talk about the triune of health. Triune, tri means three. So we talk about three main aspects to our health overall. Now, when I say three aspects, I don't mean mind, body, spirit. That may be what you were expecting me to talk about. It's a very common phrase. I don't even mean the official WHO definition, the World Health Organization's definition of health, is that it is a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being and not just the absence of disease or infirmity. Now, I definitely agree that it is not just the absence of a disease or infirmity, but in the chiropractic world, our triune of health comprises the physical, chemical and emotional health. Those three together, that for me is true holistic health, looking at every aspect of your health. So the physical covers everything to do with your structure, your anatomy, how you're built, your bones, muscles, joints, your cells, tissues, organs. How are they all working? What's working well and what's not working? Chemical relates to obviously the chemical reactions and the chemical pathways that take place in your body, your metabolism which in turn is closely related to everything you take into your body from the outside, whether you ingest something by eating it, so food, or whether you inhale something or whether it comes in through your skin. And those could be good things that we absolutely need for our bodies to work properly, like food, for example, all the nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals that we need. Or it could be things that might have a negative impact on our health, such as toxins, for example, or things that maybe don't agree with our bodies. So that relates to allergies or intolerances, perhaps. And then we have emotional health. Obviously covers everything to do with our emotions, our mental health, our spiritual health, social health I would include here as well, so our relationships with others. And I always think in my mind when I think of these three aspects of health, I think about the classic Venn diagram, you know, those circles where you've got overlapping circles and you've got the three physical, chemical, emotional, each has their own circle. Each one overlaps with each of the others independently around the side. And then you've got that sweet spot right in the middle. And true optimal health for me is when they are all in perfect balance with each other. And that little bit in the middle where they all overlap is perfectly symmetrical. And if there are any problems in any of those three areas of your health, then your health generally will quite simply not be what you would like it to be, whether you have an actual official diagnosed disease or not. By the way, in the chiropractic world, disease, we break it down into its component parts, dis-ease. And dis at the beginning of any word means the opposite of or a lack of. So dis-ease literally translates to a lack of ease within your body. It's important to understand all of those contributing factors to health and in turn 
the root causes of diseases if you are to be healthier. Especially now, I think our prevailing mindset culturally at the moment is that when we get symptoms of some kind or a problem with our health, then we take something or do something to suppress those symptoms, but without necessarily addressing the root cause. And for me, that's really just akin to papering over the cracks, which won't impact your long-term health or, in fact, your longevity in a positive way. And that's really what I think we all want. You know, we're living longer and longer, but I don't know about you. I want my extra years to be good years where I'm still enjoying life to the full, not years where I'm infirm or in chronic ill health and, frankly, miserable. I often talk to my patients about their bucket of health as a way of visualising, another way of visualising health. And the the bucket represents our body's capacity to cope with the stresses of life, whether they're physical, chemical or emotional. So what are our reserves like? How well can our bodies adapt and compensate for problems? So imagine that we are all born with an empty bucket, and that represents maximal reserves, if you like, for dealing with life. And as we go through life, gradually, our bucket starts to fill up. It might be very slowly. It could be drip by drip with little tiny everyday things that you don't even notice or think about. It could be physical damage from poor posture as a cumulative effect, or it might be chemical damage from a poor diet, or it might be emotional damage from stressful situations. But there is a cumulative effect. It really does build up. As as I speak, there is a water butt in my garden. It's very annoying because the tap is leaking drip by drip. So I have to put a bucket under that tap and it does fill up every now and again. I have to go and empty it out um, to replenish and allow more space for the for the drips of water. And of course, there are other times when you might get more than a drip at a time. You might get a massive bottle full of water going into the bucket at once if you've got a big trauma. Again, whether it's physical from an accident or it could be emotional from a big stressful time in your life or chemical from a, a big toxin, something like that. Some people might even be born with a bucket that's already half full from a very traumatic birth, for example. But in any case, over time, the bucket fills and your body's ability to adapt or compensate starts to reduce. So, for example, I'll put it into biomechanical terms, which is what I'm dealing with mostly on a day-to-day basis. If there's a problem with your left knee, for whatever reason, your body might not even let you know about it at first, but will try to deal with it on its own. So you might not even be aware, but you'll start putting more weight onto your right leg to ease the pressure on the left. We'll often see this in clinic when we check your posture with the laser plumb lines. Some people aren't even aware that their whole body is just slightly leaning over to one side. But there's a limit as to how long this can go on. Eventually, the right knee will develop a problem. Basically, it says, I've had enough. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm taking more than my fair share. And that's when your body's no longer able to deal with either the everyday stuff or the extra traumas that might happen. And that's when your bucket finally overflows. And when it overflows is when you start to notice that something isn't right. So you have symptoms of some sort. And it could be something very small in the end that literally tipped it over the edge. But if your bucket's already filled to the brim, it just takes that next tiny drip to overflow because that can't be contained any longer. So any one moment, you might feel perfectly healthy but your bucket might be 90% full and your body is running out of tolerance and adaptability. It just hasn't let you know it yet. Unfortunately, how you feel isn't necessarily a good reflection of your health. You might know this already. If you've ever had routine blood tests, for example, something shows up that's outside of the normal expected range, but you had no idea about it. I always say that health and disease really are on a continuum. You are not perfectly healthy, absolutely healthy one day, 
and wake with a disease the next day, whether it's an infection or diabetes or cancer. You know, there was a period of time during which your body was heading towards that diseased state or that less healthy state. And that might have taken days or even just hours in the case of an infection, but it can also be over months or even years sometimes. I'm sure you've all heard this idea in another form, the saying, the straw that broke the camel's back. The camel can only carry so much, and even though each straw in itself is almost insignificant in weight, it all adds up to the point that the camel literally can't take it anymore. And we see this in clinic an awful lot. These are the people who come in in absolute agony saying, I don't know what happened. I just bent to pick up a pencil and my back went. So many of the choices you make on a daily basis may be adding water to your bucket or bailing some out, whether it's physical activities, something you eat or drink, or how you're dealing with emotional stresses. My goal is to make you more aware of what things might add to your bucket and what things might remove from it. Now, some of you may be wondering at this stage, what about genetics? She hasn't mentioned genetics at all. Doesn't that impact our health as well? And yes, it does, but actually not nearly as much as you might think, especially when we regularly see big headlines about the gene for such and such a disease that has been identified. Because the reality is that just having that gene does not automatically mean you develop that disease. Now, I'm not talking about the truly genetic diseases that do exist, like Huntington's disease, cystic fibrosis, the muscular dystrophy disorders. Those are the absolute genetic diseases. If you have the gene, then you will develop that disease. But with those aside, for the majority of people, our tendency to develop a certain disease or not is very much more related to our epigenetics than our genetics. This may be a new word to you. I think it's one of the most exciting things about our bodies and our genes because epigenetics relates to whether a particular gene is switched on or activated or not. Just because the gene is there does not mean it gets expressed necessarily. Our DNA is what forms our genes, and you've probably heard it described as the blueprint for your body. But just because a blueprint exists, say for a particular building, doesn't mean the building inevitably gets built. There's a lot of other things that have to go into it, all the building materials and, and so on, and, and the actual builders, the work that goes into it. Another way of thinking about it is that our genes are a load of different recipes for a lot of different cakes. And just because you've got the recipe in your hand doesn't mean it automatically bakes itself. It's the epigenetics which determines which particular recipe book is taken off the bookshelf and which recipe out of that book actually gets baked. And everything that I'll be talking about in the coming weeks will help you make sure that only the best recipes get baked. Because of that, you have a lot more power than you may think to influence how your genetics and, and your body's health play out. But more on that another time. In general, I'll be talking to you on a different topic every week relating to health and wellness. I'm going to start by teaching you how your body actually works, though. What happens when it go, all goes right and what happens when it all goes wrong? I think we are bombarded left, right and centre these days with what we should or shouldn't be doing for our health and what we should or shouldn't be eating. But for me, that can all be meaningless unless you really understand why should I be doing this, that or the other. It really helps to generate a better motivation, I think. So I will be going, giving you lots of tips along the way for how you can improve your health and basically bail out that bucket, get back to that sweet spot of optimal health where your physical, chemical and emotional health are all in good balance and your body has all the reserves you need to cope with what life throws at you. I'm aiming to release a new episode midweek every Wednesday and I hope to keep them fairly manageable, about 20 to 30 minutes. So sometimes I might spend a bit longer depending on the topic. I might even 
managed to get the occasional guest expert to come in and talk at some stage. I'll try to cover topics in what I think is a logical way that will help you the most without being completely overwhelming. But I might also be prompted to cover cover something in particular just because I'm seeing it a lot or it's coming up a lot in clinic. Most health practitioners of one kind or another will have made the observation at some stage that things seem to come to us in waves. <laughs> one week, everyone will seem to come in with a bad knee. The next week, it might be a shoulder or everyone comes in saying, oh, I've, I've had a bad heartburn this week. It's It's very odd, but they do seem to happen in waves. Please feel free to contact me if you'd like to suggest a topic for me or if you have any burning questions that you think I could help with. And subscribe if you would like to make sure you get notified when there are new episodes available. It doesn't mean you have to pay. It just means you know when they've been made available. In the meantime, I am wishing you all the best health and happiness. Take care.